Hi, listeners. Welcome back to Motivate, the motivation and inspiration podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Bob Proctor talking about making winning decisions. I'm back after a long two weeks where my wife just had a baby and we just moved. And because these were major events, they're really based on major decisions. And that's why today's episode is about making winning decisions. It's all about focusing on what you're doing and really honing in on your decision-making ability. Stop living in ambivalence. Stop wondering if you're making the right decision. Make a decision, make it with the best amount of information you have, and stick to it. And don't worry about if you're making the right decision because you'll eventually figure it out and you'll be able to course correct once you know more information. Else, you're just living in turmoil. Life is not binary. You'll always be wondering what if. So let those thoughts go and focus on making the best decision at hand. That's it for me today. I hope you all truly make better decisions. I hope you enjoy today's episode. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. It's not just your income that is affected by decisions. Your whole life is dominated by this power. The health of your mind and body. The well-being of your family. Your social life the type of relationships you develop are all dependent upon your ability to make sound decisions. You would think anything as important as decision-making when it has such far-reaching power would be taught in every school, but it's not. And to compound the problem, decision-making is not only missing from the curriculum of almost all of our formal educational institutions, it has been left out of virtually all of the training and human resource development programs in our corporate world. At this point, you could be asking yourself, how is a person expected to develop this mental ability? Well, I have the answer for you. You must do it on your own. And you've already begun by thinking about and digesting the information that I am sharing with you. This message is causing you to become more aware of the importance of decisions. There's an excellent book that I found on a trip to Malaysia, which you might want to add to your library. It has some very powerful information between the covers. It's called Decision Power by Harvey Kay. That's K-A-Y-E. It's published by Prentice Hall. Kay's book has a subtitle, How to Make Decisions with Confidence. That's the only way to make decisions. Don't make your decisions and then worry about whether you're doing the right thing. It is important to understand that it's not difficult to learn how to make wise decisions. With the proper information and by subjecting yourself to certain disciplines, you can become a very proficient and effective decision maker. And remember, it is the people who do become effective at decision making who receive a big share of the world's rewards. Decision making is definitely a worthwhile subject to study and a mental discipline you can master. Decision making could be compared to a number of other mental disciplines like thinking, imagineering, or concentrating. Each one, when developed, 
brings with it tremendous rewards. The person who makes the decision to strengthen these mental muscles receives as their reward what is often considered a charmed life. You can virtually eliminate conflict and confusion in your life by becoming proficient at making decisions. Decision-making brings order to your mind, and of course, this order is then reflected in your objective world, your results. James Allen, the great Victorian author, might have been thinking of decisions when he wrote, We think in secret, and it comes to pass. Environment is but our looking glass. No one can see you making decisions, but they will almost always see the results of your decisions. The person who fails to develop this ability to make decisions is doomed because indecision sets up internal conflicts which can, without warning, escalate into all-out mental and emotional wars. Psychiatrists have a name to describe these internal wars. It is ambivalence. My Oxford Dictionary tells me that ambivalence is the coexistence in one person of opposite feelings toward the same objective. You do not have to be the brightest person in town, and you certainly do not require a doctor's degree in psychiatry to understand you are going to have a bit of difficulty in your life permitting your mind to remain in an ambivalent state for any period of time. The person who does permit it to exist will become very despondent and virtually incapable of any type of productive activity. It is obvious that anyone who finds themselves in such a mental state is not living, at best they are merely existing. A decision or a series of decisions would change everything. A very basic law of the universe is create or disintegrate. Indecision causes disintegration. How often have you heard a person say, I don't know what to do? How often have you heard yourself say, what should I do? Think about some of the indecisive feelings you and virtually everyone else on this planet, experience from time to time. Love them, leave them. Quit, stay. Do it, don't do it. Go bankrupt, no, don't. Go to work, watch TV. Buy it, don't buy it. Say it, don't say it. Tell them, don't tell them. Everyone, on occasion, has experienced these feelings of ambivalence. If it happens to you frequently, decide right now to stop it. The cause of ambivalence is indecision. But we must keep in mind that the truth is not always in the appearance of things. Indecision is a cause of ambivalence. However, it is a secondary cause. It is not the primary cause. I have been studying the behavior of people who have become very proficient at making decisions for over a quarter century. They all have one thing in common. They have a very strong self-image, a high degree of self-esteem. They may be as different as night is today in numerous other respects, but they certainly possess confidence. Low self-esteem or a lack of confidence is the real culprit here. Decision makers are not afraid of making an error. If and when they make an error in their decision or fail at something, they have the ability to shrug it off. They learn from the experience, but they never submit to the failure. Every decision maker was either fortunate enough to have been raised in an environment where decision making was a part of their upbringing, or they developed the ability themselves at a later date. They are aware of something that everyone who hopes to live a full life must understand. Decision making is something you cannot avoid. That is certainly worth repeating. If you hope to live a full life, you must become a proficient decision maker. 
I might also add that even those who are proficient at making decisions know they can improve. You may be thinking, all right, where do I start? You start improving your ability to make decisions in exactly the same place you start any journey and with exactly the same resources. You decide. Start right where you are with whatever you've got. That is the cardinal principle of decision making. Decide right where you are with whatever you've got. That is precisely why most people never master this important aspect of life. They permit their resources to dictate if and when a decision will or can be made. When John Kennedy asked Warner Von Braun what it would take to build a rocket that would carry a man to the moon and return him safely to Earth, his answer was simple and direct, the will to do it. President Kennedy never asked if it was possible. He never asked if they could afford it or any one of a thousand other questions, all of which would have, at the time, been valid questions. President Kennedy made a decision. He said, we will put a man on the moon and return him safely to Earth before the end of the decade. The fact that it had never been done before in all of the hundreds of thousands of years of human history was not even a consideration. He decided where he was with what he had. The objective was accomplished in his mind the second he made the decision. It was only a matter of time, which is governed by the natural law of the universe before the goal was manifested in form for the whole world to see. I was just hours ago in an office with three people. We were discussing the purchase of shares in a company. I was selling, they were buying. After a reasonable amount of time, one of the partners asked me when I wanted a decision. I replied, right now. I said, you already know what you want to do. There was some discussion about money. I pointed out that money had nothing to do with it. Once you make the decision, you'll find the money every time. If that is the only benefit you receive from this particular message on decision-making, burn it into your mind. It will change your life. I explained to these two people that I never let money enter my mind when I am deciding whether I will or will not do something. Whether I can afford it or not is never a consideration. Whether I want it or not is the only consideration. You can afford anything. There is an infinite supply of money. All of the money in the world is available to you when the decision is firmly made. If you need the money, you will attract it. I am well aware there are any number of people who will say, this is absurd. You can't just decide to do something if you do not have the necessary resources. And that's fine if that's the way they choose to think. I see that as a very limiting way of thinking. In truth, it is probably not thinking at all. It is very likely an opinion being expressed that was inherited from an older member of their family who did not think either. Thinking is very important. Decision makers are great thinkers. Do you ever give much consideration to your thoughts? How they affect the various aspects of your life? Although this should be one of our most serious considerations, unfortunately for many people, it is not. There's a very small select few who make any attempt to control or govern their thoughts. Anyone who has made a study of the great thinkers, the decision makers, the achievers of history will know they very rarely agreed on anything when it comes to a study of human life. However, there was one point which they were in complete and unanimous agreement on. And that was that we become 
what we think about. What do you think about?